The Civil Engineering Podcast is published by the Engineering Management Institute and is part of EMI's Civil Engineering Media and Entertainment Network, which can be found at cement.media. That's cement, C-E-M-E-N-T dot media. Welcome to episode number 148 of the Civil Engineering Podcast, the first podcast dedicated to helping civil engineering professionals succeed in work and life. On this show, we interview civil engineers out in the field to CEOs running large civil firms on all things civil engineering. In this episode, I'm going to provide some ways that AEC firms can deliver training and make sure that their professionals continue to learn during what many people are calling the new normal. And I'm also going to introduce you to our new service, the Civil Engineering Collective. I'm your host, Anthony Fasano. I am a licensed professional engineer who practiced as a civil engineer but eventually decided I wanted to focus more on inspiring engineers rather than doing the engineering myself. So since then, I've written a book entitled Engineer Your Own Success and have traveled the world helping engineers. I've also had the honor of authoring the American Society of Civil Engineers Careers and Leadership column for the past few years. And me personally, I knew very little about civil engineering in high school. All I knew is that I like science and math and I like being outside. And those characteristics somehow led me to civil engineering. Now, before we get started with this episode, this is a free podcast and our sponsors help us keep it free. So we ask that you please support them. And now I'd like to recognize our sponsor for this episode, PPI Kaplan. This episode is brought to you by PPI Kaplan, a leader in licensure exam prep. Listen up later on in this episode where I will tell you about a complimentary webinar that they're sponsoring for our listeners on PE exam preparation, as well as some updates on the application process due to COVID-19 ramifications. Don't miss out on that. It's interesting. And I think everyone should be aware of it if you're looking at getting the PE. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that later on. I'd also like to quickly remind you that the Engineering Management Institute recently launched another podcast, the Geotechnical Engineering Podcast, which can be found at geotechnicalengineeringpodcast.com. This podcast is focused on helping geotechnical engineers stay up to date with technical trends in the field. The host is award-winning geotechnical leader, Jared Green, a licensed professional engineer who's been practicing as a geotech for a very long time. You can find all the episodes on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, and you can request guests and topics at geotechnicalengineeringpodcast.com. All right, I got a good episode for you here today. This is really for anyone who has to invest in training for their AEC firm or for their team members, or if you're going to need training for yourself on people skills, PM skills, whatever they may be. I want to give you some strategies for making sure you can learn in this new environment where there won't be a lot of in-person training opportunities. So let's jump right in. Civil Engineering Podcast. Civil Engineering Podcast. So when this... COVID-19 pandemic started. And I think for many people here in the U.S., it was mid-March where everything kind of shut down and people started working remotely. At EMI, I mean, we do a lot of training. I mean, all of our training has always been remote for the most part, except for some live stuff we used to do years ago. And so for us, in terms of the training, nothing was really impacted. However, business slowed down for sure because a lot of companies just being so uncertain, they weren't, you know, enrolling in training programs. We kind of decided that the best thing to do during this time is to talk to civil engineering firm leaders, executives, learning and development professionals, HR professionals, project managers. And I had phone calls with probably 40 of them over about 
eight to 10 weeks during the hard quarantine time. I asked questions. How are you continuing to do learning and development? What have you found to be useful? How can we help you potentially? And that was all very helpful. And what came out of it was a lot of stuff, including our new service, the Civil Engineering Collective, which I'll tell you about later. But what also came out of it is some key strategies for trying to learn remotely and really making sure that the learning can stick and that you continue to educate your teams or yourself, depending on your situation. So I'm going to run through five specific strategies that you can use to make sure that training sticks. In fact, I spoke to one of the CEOs recently and he said it has to be sticky. So the first one is you have to be sure that your remote learning is interactive. And really any kind of remote phone calls or staff meetings, right? They need to be interactive. And I know that that's kind of something that a lot of people just say, but how do you really do that? So some things you can do is ask a lot of questions if you're the speaker. When you ask questions, you're driving interaction. When you talk to people, there's no interaction. So think about asking questions, thinking about things like using polls or an image or holding something up if you're on video to engage people and really drive interaction. That's really what you want to do because if you don't drive that interaction, then whatever you're talking about is not going to sink in, meaning that if it's training, it will not be sticky. They will not get real results out of it. And the same goes for you. If you're an individual taking a training course, I hope it is interactive. And if it's not, figure out a way that you can make it stick by maybe taking notes and you know creating your own interaction, asking questions of the presenter. Because when people say make it interactive, it's one of those things that you say it, but do you really do it? Number two, build accountability into any training program, whether it's internal or you have a lot of say in how accountable the participants have to be, or if it's external, demand it. All of our training programs have a lot of accountability built into them, whether it's through assignments or projects at the end. I don't care how motivated you are or your team is. I don't care how driven they are. If they're a busy engineering professional with big civil projects that they're working on, it's always hard to set aside time for training. So you need to provide accountability. You need to make them accountable to show up for that training. And you can get very creative in doing this, as I said, using assignments and using projects, which is what we do at EMI. Because not only does it make sure that they're accountable and that they do the work because you're keeping track of it. However, it helps to cement the learning. It helps, again, to make it sticky because... If we give assignments, which we do, and they have to do them after class, then they're thinking about the topics after class and hopefully on a phone call with a client. They're thinking about some listening strategies and actually implementing them. So build accountability into your programs at all costs because without it, oftentimes, there is no real learning happening. That may be the most important one that we cover here today. Number three, assess your staff to understand their skills, deficiencies, and strengths. In the old days of engineering training, people would be signed up for a project management boot camp of some sort. We were going to send all our project managers to this. We're going to send all our people to this. And you went to a boot camp. You got basically crushed with information. That's what I like to refer to as drinking from a fire hose. Maybe they gave you a binder, two if you were lucky, right? Two binders if you were lucky, if it was a two-day set seminar. And then you went back to your office. You put those binders on your shelf. And you can stare over right now and take a look at them. You see those binders there, right? And you never opened them again because you never had time to open them again. So all of our programs at AMI are built to avoid that from happening. That's something that you need to think about with your staff. Maybe not everybody needs that program. 
maybe people have different strengths and different weaknesses. There are many great tools and companies now that can help you to assess your staff, assess yourself, and determine where you need to focus your time, energy, and money. Because if you have 100 project managers in your firm and only 50 of them need a certain type of training, maybe people skills training, if 50 of them need project management training, why give all 100 the PM training? That's something to think about, whether it's just for yourself or for your team. You really should be assessing them on a regular basis and putting people through the training they need each year, not the training that you know you think they need or the company thinks they need. Because people will appreciate it more, but ultimately your firm will operate more efficiently. You will produce better. You will earn more revenue because you're optimizing all of your staff's talents. And that's really important. So, so far we've got number one, be sure that the remote learning is interactive through questions and polls and maybe something visual if possible. Number two, build accountability into all of your programs, internal, if not internal, external, demand it from the consultant or the organization you're hiring. Number three, assess your staff to understand their skills, deficiencies, and strengths, whether you're using online assessments, your own assessments that you've built, even having conversations with people if your firm's small enough. All right, now before I jump into the last two, I do want to take a minute again to recognize our sponsor for this episode, PPI Kaplan. We're really excited to be teaming up with PPI Kaplan to deliver a webinar in a few weeks here that will provide strategies for PE exam preparation and also give you an update on how the COVID-19 pandemic has affected the PE exam scheduling and application process and upcoming exams. So to register for this webinar, visit engineeringmanagementinstitute.org forward slash PPI webinar. Again, that's engineeringmanagementinstitute.org forward slash PPI webinar. And if you're listening to this a little bit later, still visit the same URL because we're doing this a few times with PPI Kaplan and we're thrilled that they're generous enough to sponsor the podcast and help us to keep it free for our listeners. All right, so let's hop back in here and go to number four. Number four is to utilize spaced repetition. This is very important. And this goes back to what I talked about before. When you go to a two-day project management boot camp, there is no spaced repetition. You're getting maybe 50 different concepts, strategies, actions, worksheets, all at one time. There's no way that your mind can absorb all of that at once. That's why in our engineering management accelerator course and our project management accelerator courses, we do a five to seven hour training over five weeks, about an hour a week. So you can learn about maybe project scheduling and then digest it, do a little assignment on it, practice it with it a bit and come back next week for the next session. You have to use space repetition. This has been kind of proven through research. Many of the big apps out there, like the learning language apps, they use space repetition for this reason. Your brain just can't absorb that much information at once, but it can over time. If you're going to do a training program or a series of training programs, space them out accordingly. Or if you're building an internal program, I know it productive wise, and maybe not anymore with COVID, but productive wise, it used to be, let's fly all our managers in on one day and do a training. That may not be the way anymore. In fact, we're talking to quite a few firms right now about helping them retool their PM training, making it more virtual, remote, and interactive. And we're helping them to design and in some cases delivering them. The fifth one is critical. And that is that consistency is key. Or what I like to say, and what I like to tell our content team at EMI, consistency is king. For anything in life or business to be successful, it has to be done consistently. Everything, right? You're not going to get stronger if you go to the weight room once a month. You're going to go, you're going to get stronger if you go two, three times a week, right? And you're consistent about it. You're not going to be healthier if you eat healthy one meal a week. 
It has to be more of a consistent holistic diet that's done consistently. You're not going to get better at your speaking skills if you speak in public once every two months. You need to go to Toastmasters once a week at night and get up in front of the room. The same thing goes with any type of training. You're better off using the spaced repetition, as I said before, and doing consistent training over a long period of time. That's a winner. That's putting really good processes in place. And that's what makes a lot of very successful leaders and civil engineering firms successful. And I've spent quite a bit of time lately doing a lot of reading about different leaders. And oftentimes when I do that, I end up looking at some athletic coaches because to me, sports, especially like football, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, when you take you know 65 individuals or whatever the case may be, and you bring them together and you try to help them to work together, mesh together and achieve a common goal, that's, in my opinion, leadership. And some of the brightest athletic coaches out there, the, the ones that have won the most games and won the most titles, they have really good processes in place that help them to be consistent and help their players to be consistent. And the same thing goes for a civil engineering company. And so along those lines, I do want to just quickly talk for just a few minutes about our new service, the Civil Engineering Collective. And I don't want to you know, make this a big commercial, but it's really relevant to what we're talking about right now. And it came out of these 40 conversations I had through the pandemic. And what we've been able to do at EMI, and, and thanks to you for your support as a listener, we've been able to build two sides of the company. One is focused on our content, all of our content channels, including our new civil engineering media and entertainment network, which includes various podcasts, civil, structural, geotech, and a new one coming soon. But then we've also built the training side of our business. We've got our people skills courses, our PM skills courses. We've done a lot of training with companies, custom training, and it's done well because we practice all the stuff that I've talked about here in this episode. And what we thought about was based on these conversations, how can we bring these two services together, content and the training, right? Because no one's really done that yet. And that was the birth of the Civil Engineering Collective. And you can check it out at civilengineeringcollective.com. And essentially what it is, is Civil Engineering Collective is a service that civil engineering firms can enroll in. And there's a menu of four specific services and you can pick one, two, three, or all four. And we use the acronym TEAM to describe what these different services are. And the one that's the most relatable to the episode that we're talking about today is the T in team, which stands for training, something that's really fundamental to growing a civil firm. So that T is training, soft skills and leadership, remote training. If your firm enrolls in the Civil Engineering Collective and selects the training service, you're going to get access to 18 webinars over a year, which is a lot. I know it's a lot, but we don't expect all of your people to go to every one of them. They're all different topics so that you have different people and different experience levels that are going to be given good information throughout the year. And 12 of them will have PDHs. So you get that taken care of as well. But really what's different about this is that these are going to be interactive. They're going to be remote. And we're going to also provide some talking points and other things so that if your team of 12 people are in a room watching that month session, then now you can have these talking points and go through it with them after the call and make it interactive and make it sticky like we've talked about. And there's a lot of benefits to the training component of it, consistent training, building that people-first culture, providing benefits to employees so that they want to stay with you, they see you're investing in them. And really, you're going to have other companies, civil engineering companies in this collective that it's just going to be inspiring to be around them. The E in team is for executive mastermind collaborative group coaching. Civil firms may want to take one of their leaders and enroll them in a mastermind group. And if you're not familiar with a mastermind group, it's a group of individuals 
that have some similarities, but also different perspectives. And they work together with an expert facilitator and help each other along. So just imagine civil engineering firm leaders that are in non-competitive firms in different geographic locations with an expert facilitator who's a licensed PE, helping them to understand how one firm overcame big challenges, how the other firm leaders can utilize or learn from that. It's extremely valuable. Good friend of mine, Bob Mora, has been on the podcast before, and his firm has enrolled in the collective, and I'm sure he wouldn't mind me sharing that with you because his firm is amazing in what they're doing, and we're thrilled to have them. He's a huge proponent of masterminds. He always has been, and he's one of the few civil engineers that I've heard talk so much about it, and it's a game changer. If you're not learning from other people and applying it for your firm, then you're missing out on something big. So that's the E in team. The A in team stands for talent acquisition. Now, this may be from my conversations that I learned, one of the hardest things to do in the civil engineering world right now is find good talent. And our talent acquisition service will help your firm to find top talent through a job board that we're developing and our content. Think about it. If you have a civil engineering podcast, a structural engineering podcast, a geotechnical engineering podcast, who listens to those podcasts? Motivated professionals in those fields. And now your firm will be on the job board and you'll have access to these professionals. And honestly, with the cost of the collective membership, you'll probably save a lot of money because you won't have to pay recruiters as much because you'll be getting talent coming to you through our channels. And last but not least is M for marketing. The M in the team stands for marketing. Marketing is always important to grow a civil engineering firm or really any business. It becomes even more important in times like COVID-19. It's really important for your company to be out there and for people to see what you're doing. And there's no better place to get out there to the civil engineering world than through our content network that we built, the Civil Engineering Media and Entertainment Network. And if you take the marketing service as a collective member, you'll be all over that network. And this is a great service for a firm that's interested in expanding geographically. Think about it. You're about to move to a new state, county, or municipality where I'm sure there's podcast listeners there because we have so many listeners. Now they're hearing your name before you even get there. That's powerful. So again, that's our new service, the Civil Engineering Collective. It's civilengineeringcollective.com. We're still looking for charter members. We have a few charter member spots left if your firm's interested. We're launching in mid-September, but we're taking enrollment now for companies. If you're an individual and you might be interested in the training component of it, send an email to our program administrator, Betty, betty at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. We are going to do a test pilot run with some individual members. So we're looking for 20 to 30. You'll have a big discount in joining and we'll be reaching out to you from time to time to monitor your experience. And we'll use that to see if that the Civil Engineering Collective is really going to be viable for individual members because right now it's been built for companies. With that, I'm going to just recap the five points that we talked about of how AEC professionals can continue to learn in this quote unquote new normal. You want to be sure that the remote learning is very interactive, especially if you're giving it or you're building an internal program. You want to build accountability into all of your training programs as much as you can. Without accountability, there'll be no learning transfer. I'm confident in that. You want to assess your staff and your team members to understand their skills, deficiencies, and strengths so that you're not training them on something they don't need training on and just lumping them in with the crowd because it's easier. It's a waste of time, energy, and money, yours and theirs. You want to utilize spaced repetition and spread the training out so it can be more easily absorbed and digested. And you want to be consistent in all of your training efforts. Don't try to jam something into a week or two. Spread it out and keep it consistent. So you got the spaced repetition, but they're continuing to hear about it on a consistent basis. Please, I hope that your firm will consider 
the Civil Engineering Collective. If you think your firm might be interested, send them the link to civilengineeringcollective.com. The phone number is right on the top of the website where they can call and I can walk them through it. And several of our team members can help them if they have questions in different services that are available and can be offered. And right now, if they enroll as a charter member, they're going to be getting a great deal and they're going to be saving quite a bit of money. So you can help them with that if you turn them on to it. Civil Engineering Podcast. Civil Engineering Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope it helps to make your learning more sticky and you get real results in your learning for you and your team. And I also want to mention that for those of you that have gone through the Engineering Management Accelerator People Skills course, which is at engineeringmanagementaccelerator.com, and I know many of you have, we've launched a level two for more experienced engineers. And you can check that out at engineeringmanagementaccelerator.com. Please remember the show notes for all episodes can be found at civilengineeringpodcast.com. Look for episode number 148. There you'll find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during the episode. Until next time, I wish you the best in all of your civil engineering career endeavors. The Civil Engineering Podcast is published by the Engineering Management Institute and is part of EMI's Civil Engineering Media and Entertainment Network. The opinions on the show are those of the hosts and guests, not their employers. For information on EMI's people and project management skills training programs for civil engineering professionals, visit engineeringmanagementinstitute.org.